It's that time. You're with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. Got a really cool show for you today. Of course, we'll be going open line later on in the program, taking your calls and questions on any tech topics. Uh, one of our guests coming up uh, shortly after the next break, Dr. Peter Paul. He's the principal scientist over at Xerox Innovation Group. Uh, and he'll be uh, talking about how scientists or Xerox scientists are helping computers become more human-like. Xerox is actually a very innovative company. Back in the 70s, they had Xerox Park, uh, you know, the labs down in San Fran, not sorry, San Francisco, but down in California. Uh, and they invented all sorts of amazing things, like the graphical user interface that we know of today, developed by Xerox. Exactly. Um, and everyone complains that Steve Jobs copied Windows. Steve Jobs copied Xerox. Yes, it's, it's kind of a funny story, but he did. He went into that research lab and looked at all the cool things that Xerox was doing. And I guess you could say he was inspired yes. by that. Computer mice, electronic mail. So I'm really looking forward to this interview because they're still doing research. And yeah. um, a lot of us don't really know what they're doing. They're not just making photocopiers, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of uh, interesting stuff in the news, this, uh, the tech news this week, uh, Andy. Uh, Amazon is launching uh, a new subscription service for books, kind of like the Netflix for books. They're calling it Amazon Kindle Unlimited. So for uh, basically $9.99 a month, you've got access to over 600,000 ebooks and audiobooks. It's only available in the U.S. right now, but again, unlimited. You can download and read as many books as you want. It's, uh, it's about time. If you look at the industry on a whole, we see what Netflix did with streaming television shows and movies, yep. something that people were already doing that was online, and they found a business model and made it real easy for people to consume that content. We saw the same thing happen with music, with subscription models like RDO come uh, into play, and a lot of people, that's around nine ninety nine as well. So it only made sense. It's that the ten bucks a month that I think is the sweet spot. It's that really. price point. Yeah, it's that price. But does point. it make sense for eBooks, Andy? Because I get music because I'm listening to music all the time, like many times a day. Uh, I get Netflix because there's like you're always watching movies and TV shows. But how many books do you read a month? Well, it's funny you asked. I realized that I haven't read a book in a long time. I actually, <laughs> I'm actually going to read a book. I've I already selected it and it's on my to do list. A book. Uh, a book, yes. <laughs> Is it about cars? or No, um, J.D. No? Salinger, The Catcher in the Rye. Re why that book? Uh, I, I watched the documentary on Netflix about it. So. Yeah, okay. So, so, But would the Amazon uh, Kindle Unlimited thing work for you? No, no, because no, no. obviously I'm not a bookworm, but I do know of bookworms. Um, yeah, so they did, uh, you know, in... Um, I was reading more here as well. Uh, studies show that only 28% of Americans read more than one book a month. Exactly. So I don't know how big the audience is for this. You never know. They could actually make people read books by making it easier for them to consume it. Interesting thing about this, though, is you, it's not just the, the e-books. It's also audiobooks as well you get access to. So you can switch with Amazon Kindle Unlimited. You could switch from reading a book, and if your eyes are getting lazy, you can say, okay, now just read it out for me. Until so you can go to the audiobook mode and then toggle back and forth, which is something that would appeal to me. Because say, say you, you have to go for a, you're going for a long walk. Yeah. Why not listen to a book at the same time? Hit two birds with one stone. So I think that might appeal to some people. That one book you read every year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't even read it. I'm just listening to it. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I'm just thinking about how many books I read. Um, 
and it's not a lot. You know what? Um, speaking of ebook readers, uh, I actually um, got that uh, Kobo Aura That's- HD e-ink reader. I uh, you got it in for me so I could try it out on my holiday up in Asoyuz. It it is awesome. Really? Oh, the screen is beautiful and yeah, it's gorgeous. How was the battery life on that? Oh, it's still going. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Things goes forever. But, you know, fantastic in direct sunlight and it's got the backlit screen as well. So, uh, at nighttime if I wanted to read in bed, no problem. Now this uh Amazon Kindle Unlimited, is that only for Amazon? Kindles. For, for the Kindles. Yeah. I, it probably will be for their Kindle app as well because you can get the Kindle app on, you know, other tablets, you know, Android tablets and uh, even iPads for that matter. So I'm sure it'll probably come out in Canada within a year or they're probably going to test it out. We'll uh, have access the... to about 30 books. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, you know, it's just kind of an interesting thing how everything's going subscription-based. Uh, you know what I mean? Like the whole digital revolution as far as... Uh, media like music and shows and stuff like that really has kind of evolved you know when it first hit uh you know we went from physical media to digital and so everyone was buying digital copies of music and now i don't know anyone that really does that anymore it's all going subscription based and it's not just like music and tv shows and books it's also software we've seen this happen Mm. with microsoft with their uh, office 365 office 365 and also adobe creative cloud which just happens to be our contest this week we're giving a one year subscription to the Adobe Creative Cloud. So Photoshop, Adobe Premiere, you name it, the oh, entire like suite. All the high-end. All the high-end things. Design programs. Uh, you can get for a monthly fee or an annual fee. And so that, that is our contest this week. So if you do want to enter, go to our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com. And it's, uh, it's a pretty big, expensive prize. So you definitely want to enter. Microsoft also announced 18,000 job, job cuts. 18,000 people. That's the biggest Within ever. a year. Yes. And most of them are coming from the Nokia division well, that they, they did. just recently purchased. Yeah, so they, there was a lot of redundancies in positions. Yeah. So people were expecting job cuts. I don't think they thought it was going to be 18,000. Um, but their new CEO, Satya Nadella, you know, he's taken over from Steve Ballmer, who's been at the helm for, for a long time, and he took the helm for Bill Gates. So there's really only three CEOs in Microsoft's entire history. He had to make a big move. This is a very big strategic yeah, 18, move. 18,000 yes. people. And he's going to flatten out the organizational structure of Microsoft because this is a big, big company. And um, they need to be flatter, and he wants to go more mobile. He wants to be more in the cloud computing, which is his expertise. So the Microsoft that we've known of yesterday is going to change and be di- much different. Well, uh, it has to change because uh, the whole technology landscape has changed once again. Everything is mobile. Yes. Everything. And basically what he's doing, he wants to create that organizational structure where they can act fast. When some new trend happens, they can respond to it very quickly. It's going to be very similar, I think, to the same structure that Apple has right now. Well, also interesting, a little side news story there. Uh, Maybe not many people noticed. Uh, Again, Microsoft has purchased uh, uh, Nokia's handset division, you know, making smartphones. So they've uh, been punching out the Windows smartphones. Hasn't really lit the world on fire yet. I think they have like 1% or 2% market share. Yeah. Beautiful phones. Like, the operating system is amazing. It, it really is. Um, but anyway, back a few months ago, uh, Nokia actually released an Android phone or a mm-hmm. series of Android phones. Uh, and this week, uh, Microsoft killed them. <laughs> killed them all. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of did. So the contest, again, we're giving away a one-year subscription to the Adobe Creative Cloud. Suite. Suite. Cloud. Um, 
Very cool. Mm-hmm. All you have to do to enter to win is go to our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com, and go to the contest page. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, you'll want to stay tuned. We've got a really cool guest. His name is Dr. Peter Paul. He's the principal scientist with the Xerox Innovation Group. And he'll talk about how Xerox scientists are helping computers become more human-like. Is that a good thing or not? We'll find out. We'll find out. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're listening to Get Connected here. Mike and Andy in studio today. We're broadcasting live across the Chorus Radio Network across Canada. You can also listen to us online, of course, as well at our website, getconnectedmedia.com or cknw.com. And, of course, uh, we uh, also podcast uh, the show uh, up on SoundCloud. Is that called a podcast on SoundCloud? Um, Or it's just on SoundCloud? It's just on SoundCloud. Our guest right now, his name is Dr. Peter Paul. He's a principal scientist over at uh, Xerox. Thank you for uh, joining us today, uh, Doctor. Yes, I'm glad to be here. Uh, Xerox actually has a long, long history of um, research and development that goes way back, even into the uh, the 70s. And uh, I, I guess many people probably don't know that you guys are still uh, hard at it. Oh, absolutely. There's so many uh, new opportunities and new businesses that Xerox is in and our competencies and capabilities really can be applied in a lot of areas. Uh, so it's not just photocopiers? Absolutely not. <laughs> in fact, probably at our research center, uh, 75 to 80% of the research is on non-printing photocopying devices. Xerox uh, made an acquisition five years ago. And through that, it was a large acquisition of a company called Affiliated Computer Systems. And that business um, had many, many services businesses, including transportation, healthcare, retail, um, financial services, um, human resource outsourcing, lots of different businesses that we're now applying our research towards. So you're, you're a full-blown scientist. Do you Absolutely. like? Absolutely. Do you wear a white uh, lab coat while you're at work? Uh, actually, our lab coats uh, are blue. Actually, are they? Uh, <laughs> uh, not the white lab coats, but uh, you know, our laboratory now often is uh, in the field, in um, you know, in hospitals, in um, at on the highways and transportation sites. I do a lot of transportation work and so you might as likely see me with a blue lab coat as see me with a uh, you know reflective vest and a hard hat and uh, steel-toed boots. Uh, so your group is um, helping computers become more human-like, uh, that whole study. Uh, just wanted to talk about some of the things that uh, you guys are, are uh, working on. One of them that was very interesting is uh, turning your smartphone into a, a personal driving coach. Sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, you know, you know there's many Issues with driving, um, you know, particularly things like uh, drowsy driving, people driving, you know, the head nodding and, you know, you know, really dangerous situations. And um, we have technology, yeah, that can turn a cell phone into uh, a monitoring system, let's say for parents and their children. Um, commercially, we see a lot of value in um, commercial truckers, for example, and um, ensuring that they're adhering to the uh, safety rules that are required. Uh, commercial trucks right now have 
many of them have forward-facing cameras, um, almost like a black box to kind of, uh, really for liability reasons, people kind of cut the dr- truckers off, and it, it gives, it's almost like the dash cam for the police, but a similar thing pointed back at the uh, trucker can, um, you know, monitor drowsiness and other issues. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's one of the, the projects we're working on. And, and how does that work? So the camera's on the driver, and it can tell if uh, the driver is falling asleep? Yeah, absolutely. So um, computer vision technology is, is, is right now exploding. Um, for example, there's, there's cameras all around us, whether we like it or not, security cameras. Everyone holds a camera in their hands, um, you know, in a, in a cell phone. And the amount of video is just exploding. There's 100 hours of video loaded up to YouTube every minute. So it's just an amazing amount. And, and the challenge and the opportunity is now automatic systems that can analyze that video. And in, in this case, the, the application you're talking about, analyzing it in real time. And so the idea is, um, you know, face detection um, is actually pretty much true. You have that on phones. You have that in cameras. You can count the number of faces. You can start automatically tagging people for Facebook and all this thing. So, um, so tracking faces is not uh, a new technology, but, but robustly tracking eye movement, are the eyes on the road, are the eyes looking at the rearview mirror, are the eyes looking down at a, at a phone texting while driving. So that's really what we do is we, um, we detect the gaze of the driver. There's also technology you're working on here to detect cell phone use by highway drivers. I imagine uh, you don't have cameras posted on highways trying to look at the faces, but is it more how they're driving? Um, well, there's a couple approaches. How they're driving is one, and and, um, and how they're driving may not tie directly to cell phone use, but it may tie to sort of dangerous driving modes, uh, drunk driving, staying in lanes, uh, lane departure. You know, there's there's a tremendous amount, believe it or not, of, uh, you probably believe it, of cameras out there on the highways for uh, security purposes, for purposes of, um, you know, uh, automatic uh, transponder-based tooling systems where you don't have to stop at the toll booth, you just drive through, you have an account, and it sucks your account, for, you know, the, the toll from your, uh, your credit card. And those systems have a backup of a camera if someone doesn't have a transponder or is, by, you know, is trying to use the highway without paying, takes a picture of their license plate, interprets that, well, those cameras can be used for other purposes, cell phone detection. And so uh, basically, where, where would that information go then, I guess, to uh, the police? So, you know, that's the idea. On that particular uh, agency's rules and what they want to do, I mean, it could be just a warning back to the driver and saying, you know, uh, you know, you know uh, at this time and this day, phone, you know, here's a warning, you know, system similar to places that have red light enforcement systems or speed enforcement systems through cameras and technology. Got a few minutes left here. What, what, what are some, what's another exciting technology you're working on? So uh, really interesting technology has to do with, again, it's computer vision, you know, our, our competency and expertise from the copiers and printers really is in imaging systems. And so we're looking at new and exciting uses of computer. 
going to see a revolution both in healthcare and retail uh, using vision technologies that can, you know, determine the heartbeat of a, of a group of people, let's say, waiting in a waiting room and then sort of the, the outbreak scenario, and you can kind of see who's really needs to be triaged quickly or not. And in the retail, you're going to see an emerging convergence of brick-and-mortar and online shopping that, you know, these retailers are really going to bring some exciting technology integrators and technology providers like Xerox, including, you know, you know, cell phone, where people are interested in, in stores where they linger, and, um, you know, making that uh, experience seamless between online and in the store. Uh, well, Dr. Paul, I want to thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Uh, is there a place that people can find out more information about some of the research projects you guys are working on? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, just, uh, you know, w.xerox.com. There's many innovation links uh, on just the main website. And um, there's a website uh, called uh, xerox.com slash xrcw. Thanks again for joining us. That was Dr. Peter Paul, Principal Scientist over at Xerox Innovation Group, talking uh, about some of the cool uh, stuff that they're uh, working on. That'd be cool to be a scientist. Oh, yeah. Like, um, the stuff that they're doing is just crazy and groundbreaking. So I think a lot of the research that they're doing right now, we won't see in maybe five, ten years now, you know, that kind of technology be implemented. Well, it takes a while uh, for technology to hit mainstream. Uh, there's a lot of cool things that can be done today, but to actually get them into like a commercial product yeah. uh, takes years. And in fact, I think because they're not making these commercial products, they have time to, to really do some research without that pressure of going to market quickly. We're going to switch gears here. We're going to have to take a break. But after the break, we want to take your tech calls and questions. We'll be your honor tech support. If you want some buying advice, we can help you out with that as well. 604-280-9898. Again, 604-280-9898. If you're phoning long distance anywhere else in Canada, 1-877-399-9898. When we come back, more of your calls. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo and Andy Barrar here. We've gone open line. We're taking your tech calls and questions, your on-air tech support. Or if you need buying advice, we can help you with that as well. Back to school. Time is coming. Big time for uh, buying tablets and smartphones and laptops. I'm going to jump here to uh, Nancy in New West. Hey, Nancy. Hi. I Hi. heard you mention earlier about the Kindle reader that you could do audiobooks with. Yeah. I've got a vision impairment, and even on the largest size, I cannot read my daughter's Kobo. So mm. I'd be interested in purchasing one that could actually read to me. Are they available in Canada, and which one was it? Uh, yeah, so we were talking about uh, Amazon's new uh, subscription service for their uh, Kindle e-readers. Uh, i got to be honest, I don't know if all their e-readers are capable of... Uh, doing audio books uh, on them. So we'd have to just do some quick research uh, on that. You know, the best thing is just to go down to a local London Drugs and have a look at their uh, e-reader uh, lineup and uh, test out the different models to see uh, if uh, one will be good for the vision impairment, but also, of course, uh, the audio playback for audio books as well. So I think most of them do it, though. Yeah, and the um, website that they get all the audio books from is called audible.com, and they have a huge selection of different types of uh, audio books out there. So that's the first place you would want to check out and then see what kind of Do you listen devices. to audio books? I do, all yeah. the time. I'm, it's funny because I'm really picky about who's narrating the book, because sometimes I, I'll download a, or a, a book, 
and I don't like the person's voice. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to switch to a different vo uh, book or a different uh, voiceover artist. Yeah, so just reading quickly here online, it looks like um, the, the Kindle lineup will play audio books, mm -hmm. uh, essentially, uh, on there. So, um, you know, check that out. And again, uh, always uh, check out uh, the local London Drugs. You can go down and actually get these things in your hands and, and try them out. And I think audible.com, you can get a free subscription to try it out. Yeah. Just to, you know, to test See the waters. they are. Yeah. Jump here to uh, Al in Surrey. Hey, Al. Al, Hello? are you still there? Hey. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. How's it going? Um, I just bought a Samsung S5 a couple of weeks ago, and I'm trying to add uh, one of the watches, you know, the Galaxy watches. Yeah. Um, and I've been looking on Craigslist, and, you know, there's a whole bunch there. I'm just trying to figure out what I should look for because I hear a lot of things of, you know, fake uh, items or you know, stolen and stuff like that. So what do I look for when I'm trying to buy a watch or something similar to that online? Yeah, so you, are you looking for one of the uh, the Samsung watches to go with it? Yeah, like the Neo 2 or something like that. Yeah, so, uh, you know, obviously Craigslist and Kijiji, these uh, online classified ads are a great place to find uh, bargains occasionally. Uh, I find uh, typically if the price sounds too good to be true, it is too good to be true, <laughs> essentially. Um you know, of course, uh, you'd uh, want to go meet the person that has the uh, particular item and uh, uh, make sure that it uh, does have power so you can test it out uh, as well. Another thing you want to look out for is that there's two different versions of the smartwatch. Yep. There was an earlier version that came out last year. Yeah, don't get that one. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all, the first one. Um, but the new ones, especially the Neo, that's probably the one that you would want to check out. Uh, it works really good. Like, that's the thing about Samsung is that they're building those ecosystems just like yeah. Apple is doing. So if you have the S5 and you have that watch, they'll work together in tandem very well. But you just want to make sure you get the newer ones, the, the version 2 that came out earlier this year, rather than that old smartwatch that came out last year. That's, that was more of a prototype demo you know, that they were trying to... First generation. Exactly, work yep. out the kinks. And this next version is much better. And you have to get into the habit of charging it. Yeah, night. that's the one challenge right now. These watches and these wearable devices is just how long the battery lasts. And one of the cons I have, and I was talking to Samsung about this too, is that you need this little cradle to charge it instead of just having a micro USB yeah. insert. You need that cradle. And it's so small, it's so easy to lose. So if you do get it, you got to make sure that you do not lose that charging cradle Otherwise, you're out of luck. You've tried it out. What do you think? <clears throat> it's uh, it's interesting. I like the. I'm more on the Sony. They have smartwatches as well. Yeah. And I like that because it's open to all Android platforms. So yeah. with Samsung, you have to have the S5, and then you would have to use their smartwatch. But um, the Sony ones, and they they've had been in the market for smartwatches for a while now, almost two years. Yeah. So they have a little bit of a head start, and it's getting really good. Isn't there two versions of the Samsung watch? <clears throat> There is two versions. And what's yeah. the difference between the two? There's the they have the one that's I think the three hundred dollar. It comes with the built-in camera. And yeah. So you one. have to ask yourself, do you want a built-in camera on your watch? Yeah. If you're in like Inspector Gadget, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I've never really got used to that feature. Then they have the Neo line, which is a little more affordable, and I think yeah. that one is is really good for most people. So yeah. I would recommend that one. And so, what can you do on them? You can see notifications, emails, texts. Yeah, someone calls you. You yeah. can see that. Control right your there. music with them. Exactly. Uh, if you want to switch your song without taking your smartphone, you can just do it right on the watch. Yeah, I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of those types of devices over the next year. There's rumors that Apple's going to get into the game as well uh, this fall. 
that rumor's been around for a while, but so, you know, we'll see in the next few months. But, you know, if, if you get a big player like Apple jumping in as well, that will just make the market explode. Yeah. So it just depends, you know, are people ready to start wearing these things around their, their wrists? You know, the first and, you know, second generations of these things, I, I feel, are still kind of bulky. Mm-hmm. Because I don't see you wearing one right now. No, no, I, I still wear um, one of oh, those. Oh, you got a, a wearable on. Yeah, it's an activity monitor. This one's from Polar. It's called the Polar Loop. Yeah. And um, it's got a pretty good battery life, almost about five days. So that's, Yeah, but it doesn't have a screen or anything on it. It doesn't have a screen. It does give me a, like, uh, it does have a little tiny screen on the front that tells you how much Yeah, but it's not like and... a big color screen that's going to no. drain the battery. No. So and what yet, is that one doing for you? It basically tells me, I set up a goal of how many, say, steps I want to take in the day. And it will tell me, give me a visual indicator uh, how close I'm getting to that goal. And once I hit it, it goes, congratulations, you've you've made your goal today. So it, it reinforces does, you to... Does it like actually speak to you? No, it doesn't. Oh, it good. Okay. But it does show like a little fireworks display on this. <laughs> <laughs> really reinforces that. Is it, uh, is it helping you? It, it has changed my behavior, definitely. Yeah. Because after I sync it to um, my laptop, and it will show on a calendar how much activity I'm doing throughout the day. And... I see trends, you know, on the weekends, I tend to be more active than on the weekdays because yeah, I'm makes sense. cutting the lawn or, or doing stuff like that. And you can actually Running see from it. someone. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think in the near future, a lot of people are going to be having these wearable techs. It's going to be more and more popular in the next coming years. And like you said, once Apple gets into the game, that's when that category is going to take off. We're open line here on Get Connected, taking your tech calls and questions, 604-280-9898. Long distance anywhere else in Canada, 1-877-399-9898. When we come back from the break, more of your calls. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network, back after this. Back with Mike and Andy here on Get Connected. We're taking your calls and questions, 604-280-9898. Jump to Mike in White Rock. Hey, Mike. Yes, fellas. Uh I'm a retired individual, like to travel, but now, because of the disappearance of the Malaysian airline, uh, why, uh, why can't we have a technology, or can I, when I book a flight overseas, uh, that I know that the, the, the black box or whatever it is, that plane is always uh, connected to, to uh, somebody this day and age, so that uh, if there is a disruption or in the flying, uh, I, I know that they have the latest technology on that plane. Yeah, no, that is an interesting question. I don't know enough about plane tracking technology, but that has been the big mystery with the Malaysian uh, uh, plane uh, down off the coast of Australia. Where the heck did it go? Yeah, and it just went off why, the grid. And with all the technology we have today, why can't we track, you know, a 20-ton plane? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um that's just seemingly disappeared. So um, that is a fantastic question. Um, I don't have a specific answer for that, Andy, but uh, I know a lot of these planes are tracked by satellites and and what have you. Uh, I don't know because of the location of where that plane was as far as, um, you know, radio signals or what have you. uh, Was it difficult to to track it that way? I imagine it would be. Yes. 30,000 feet in the air out in the middle of the Pacific, or sorry, the Indian Ocean. There should be a way as well that even if the plane is, if you turn the system off internally, that you would still be able to track it no matter what. Like yeah. it's flying, it's out there. We should have the technology with satellites and whatnot to be able to track where it's going, 
And we have GPS in our cars. Why can't we have one on planes as well? I know there's like flight tracker apps that actually can track all the different flights going on in, in the world. Um, there's also one that you can actually hold your phone up with the camera into the sky if you see a plane, and it'll tell you exactly what plane and flight that is. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Isn't that wicked? Yeah. Um, but yeah, to your, your main question, there are obviously a lot of people concerned right now because of uh, you know that particular uh, instance. You know, Can't we track these large uh, planes? Uh, I don't know what the, the answer is to that. But I'm sure that uh, in the next coming years, we'll make, they'll make sure that they have that technology in place so that something like this never happens again. Got another mic, but this one in Langley. Hi, Mike. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Not bad. Question, you guys know much about the new black phone from Silent Circle coming out? Uh, yeah, so that's uh, a new phone that's uh, really heavy on the security and, and uh, privacy side, really trying to take a shot at uh, BlackBerry and their security. Yeah, I think it was announced late last year, yeah. but essentially it's the first consumer-grade smartphone that's just built for people with privacy in mind. Yeah, um, yeah can't... I know, I'm wondering if it's software-based or is it more hardware encryption style or is it going to be a bit of both? Yeah, it's, a, it's an Android phone and it's mostly software-based where the programmers had made sure that you know, if you're concerned about privacy, this is the phone for you. And you won't be able to, to really hack into it. So they say. Who knows? Whenever they say you can't hack into it, guess what all the hackers want to do? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's the challenge. You know, anything can be hacked. It's just you know, how difficult and, and how long will it take and how much power uh, will it take to do that uh, as well. So, again, Black Phone, a new type of phone, kind of aimed at consumers and, and businesses alike as well, uh, that's uh, really pushing um, their value proposition being high level of encryption and, and security. Uh, and, you know, there might be an opening for that. BlackBerry uh, in the past has always been known for that. But, uh, you know, as we know, they're in kind of difficult times. Exactly. Right exactly. Now. Although, did, did you see that new phone that BlackBerry released? Yeah. It's a perfect square. So whether you go in landscape or portrait, it's the same thing. And um, it's uh, interesting. I don't know who's going to buy it because, like, who wants to carry a, a square phone in their pocket? But, Can you um, see the advertising around it? It's hip to be square. <laughs> <laughs> Got to bring Huey Lewis back. I need to be more into marketing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, if you haven't seen this, uh, listeners, uh, go up online, Google uh, this new BlackBerry Square phone. It's really weird looking. I don't even think there's numbers on it. It's just the letters, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a, it, I don't know how that works. It's a, it's on the keyboard design, I'll tell you that. Like, And so the idea behind the uh, square screen is that it's really aimed at business and for looking at things like uh, spreadsheets and financial statements because apparently because of the square screen, you can get more of the spreadsheet on it compared to a regular phone. Yeah. But uh, will people they'll, buy it? They'll sell hundreds. <laughs> yes, not thousands. Just yeah, hundreds. I d that's kind of a, a strange-looking a strange phone. But, you know, have a look at it online. We are going to have to take another break. When we come back, we're going to hear the app of the week from Christina Stoyanova. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. I just sit and listen to that music at night, Andy. <laughs> it's catchy air. Eh? Yes, uh, the Get Connected uh, intro music there. Uh, Composed by Andy Barrar, our co-host here. It's one of those earworms that I couldn't get out of my head, so I thought if I actually like made it into music, it would leave my head, but now I hear it every week. I know. In the office, people are... Doo, oh. doo, 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 doo. I think we're going to do a remix soon too, of it, too, as well. What, like kind of a scratch kind of... 
I think we'll do multiple remixes of it and, and see which one sticks. It's App of the Week time. We've uh, got Christina here in studio to uh, give us the lowdown. What's the App of the Week? Okay, so this one is cool but a little nerdy, I have to admit. Um, it's called Fit RPG, and that's F-I-T-R-P-G. Role-playing and, game? Yeah. Okay. Sort of, yeah. Yes. So what it does is it actually uses the data from your Fitbit, if you have a fitness tracker, um, and gamifies your workouts. So um, you actually earn you know, gold when you work out or get enough sleep or whatever. Um, and then you can use that to buy weapons. And then um, you're going on quests and battling different bosses. Using this sounds your... like a lot of work to play a game. You know what? It's a little nerdy. I agree. And it's a lot of work. But if you're one of those people who has trouble, you know, staying on top of working out and taking care of yourself. And you then... like violent video games. Yes, well, the app for you. gamifying <laughs> it makes it a little more interesting, right? Yeah. Clearly aimed at your demographic. Well, I don't know about my demographic because I'm not big on role-playing games, etc. Yeah. But I just think it's kind of cool. Okay, so you have to have like a Fitbit. These are these little uh, fitness trackers. Yeah. yeah. Tell you what uh, kind of uh, fit state you're in, how many steps you're taking, that kind of stuff. Also, also tracks your sleep as well. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, so sure. and then you basically send that information to what the app? Uh, so the app actually will pull it from your Fitbit. Okay, you just have to um, allow that. And so, depending how fit you are or how many steps you're taking, you get better weapons for this game. Exactly. So you get a good night's sleep, and then you get a weapon to go on <laughs> <laughs> to go on your role playing hunt. That's a very interesting app. And who and how much is this? Uh, this is free, and it's still in the early stages. I, think I this... hope it's free, because <laughs> I wouldn't pay for this. Okay, you know what, Mike? You have two teenage boys who you claim you can't get out of the house. Yeah. You know what? This might be a solution. Instead of them playing video games, they're, you know, battling like, bosses. Okay, okay, I'm going to go to my 15-year-old son. Son, I'm strapping this thing on your wrist, <laughs> number one. What? Yes, you're going to wear the, the damn thing. Okay, but hey, if you wear it, you can get little tokens to play this video game. And then and then he'll come to you, Dad, then, I need to sleep in because I need to get a new missile. <laughs> <laughs> I really need two more hours of sleep. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, what's really cool about this one is that it's actually part of a Kickstarter campaign. Um, so there's... <laughs> Doomed to failure. I don't know. And what How much money do they want? So Kickstarter, it's a crowdsourcing uh, website where people can try to raise money for their ideas. Uh, so they're trying to raise money for this concept. Yeah. So they've already released the app on Google Play and iOS, um, and they're just trying to make the improvements and make it a more immersive experience. So you're going after an audience that likes these types of video games that don't really see much sunlight. So now well, doomed. It's doomed. <laughs> well, they will see more sunlight when they're going out getting their workouts. Okay, let's talk about something exciting here. Well, the interesting <laughs> part of this whole thing is that Fitbit is opening up their API for all this data for other people to use. Yeah. And so if other uh, wearable tech manufacturers do that as well, that, that should be a really interesting thing because then as, if you're an app developer, you can come up with crazy ideas like this 
to find ways to um, use that data in some meaningful way. Interesting. Contest, Andy. We're giving away a one-year subscription to the Adobe Creative Cloud Suite. That includes Photoshop, Adobe Premiere, and more. To enter, you just have to go to our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com, and hit on the contest tab to enter and win for the Adobe one-year subscription to their Creative Cloud Suite. And again, uh, for those folks out there, Adobe, uh, this Creative Cloud Suite uh, has things like Photoshop and uh, Illustrator uh, built into it. So you can do some really amazing things with that. Well, I don't know if you know. I'm actually trying to get Adobe to come on the show next week. They are moving more into the mobile. So imagine using Photoshop on an iPad. And so that's really what they're going for now. And they want to make it so that you don't need a mouse. You can do everything with your hands. You can touch up photos. So we'll try to get them on the line next week to learn more about that. I want to thank all the folks that helped put the show together. Andy Brewer, my co-host and producer. Also, the rest of the Get Connected team, Chad, Christina, thank you again for App of the Week. I'm going to be running out to fund that particular app. Mike, Andy, Christina, and the gang logging off for Get Connected. We'll see you again next week.